So is there any other musical that covers a religious figure? I mean, Egyptians were into cats. I don't think that's the same. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of What Should We Watch with k and E. I'm Kay. I'm Stilly. <laughs> is there anything left there? <laughs> no, the tank is dry. Well, thank you all for joining us again. We're so happy you all could make it and have your ears tuned in. We are hopefully going to have another fun musical journey episode going on for you. So we're coming to the end of our musical journey. Does that make you sad, E? No. <laughs> no, I mean, I enjoy a good movie musical, but I think I enjoy it in sparing. Like, sometimes you want a little bit of crushed red pepper flakes, but then you're a little heavy-handed, and you pour them all over your avocado toast in the morning, and they all get stuck on the knife, and then the knife cuts, and then you get it, like, one glob. And I can't relate hurts. to this at all. Know, but, I'm, not, um, I'm not feeling no, it. No, <laughs> I mean, it has been fun to do the musicals, and we watched some that we have not watched in a long time. Oh, but yeah. Or watched ever. Or watched ever. Although I, I have to admit, I'm not going to miss you obsessively listening to some of these musicals over and over again. But some of them are so good. Some of them are not. Yeah, well, I don't think we're going to stop listening to musicals because if any of our previous episodes kind of indicated, we sometimes slip into some musical themed episodes. So true. Well, we'll come back to them. But our Spotify duo playlist needs to get out of the realm of soundtracks. That's soundtracks. We're going to get back into the world of soundtracks. Oh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about another musical that I can sing along to. The baby's sleeping, I will kill you. I warned you that this would happen, that once we got out of Chicago, which you knew all the words to, mm-hmm. we'd get back into a movie that I know all the words to because this one is one I could probably sing from verbatim from beginning to end. And that is Jesus Christ, Superstar. Do you believe what you say you are? Wait, that's not the right words. <gasps> oh, I missed it. And thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I'm a sham. But again, like, are there any musicals about other religious figures? Mm. Like, Christianity is bizarre. I mean, there's literally another God spell. I mean, and just the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. There's multiple religious-based ones, but out of other religious cultures? I don't really think anybody's. Like nothing from the Torah or... Yeah, like Jesus Christ Superstar is like the New Testament sung. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to read the New Testament. Did you know that? Well, I found it confusing to follow the story. After how many years (laughs) of Catholic grade school and high school teachings, was it hard to follow this plot line? Well, okay, let's... Two things. Number one, how stoned were they when they made this movie in the 70s? Very. Number two... This totally like got the vibe of a brainchild of a youth pastor trying to make summer camp cool. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and hop into the movie, shall we? So this movie, I actually first had my experience with Jesus Christ Superstar from the album, which is the origin of this actual show and story. Well, not story. Whoa, that was a little bit. (laughs) I'm already getting myself into deep, heavy water. Yes. 
yeah, just to let everyone know, like we're going to be talking from the perspective of the musical and the story of the musical. So please, for anyone out there who has religious beliefs, please understand that we are kind of coming at this totally from a movie musical aspect. Yes. Yes, we're not tearing down the Lord Jesus Christ, Savior, God Almighty's only son. That's another podcast. Yes. Six, six, six. <laughs> <laughs> so if you listen to this episode backwards, you'll hear that we're worshiping someone. I won't I won't give it away who. Ronald McDonald. So yes, we're talking about the movie musical, which is why I asked. How stoned were they? Yeah. Well, what I was saying was I first experienced this via the album. I actually had a original copy. An album of what? Of Jesus Christ Superstar. From Broadway? Kind of. So the musical musical was originally an album that they released in 1970. And then they made a musical based off the album in 1971. Wait wait a second. Mm -hmm. Somebody took the death of Jesus Christ from the Bible and thought, and made an awesome no, kicking album. You'll get me laid. <laughs> I thought this is Andrew Lloyd Webber. It is. So he wrote the music? Yeah, he made the music but he uh, made with it... Tim Rice, and they're the ones who made the album. They made but... the album first. It was a so, concept album. So the creepy guy who made Cats. Yes. <laughs> and Tim Rice who made Aida. Partially, yes. Decided to make make a Jesus flick out of a gospel album. from the New Testament. Yeah, who picks up the gospel and thinks you know what this needs a slap and bass? Well, I actually found out that Andrew Lloyd Webber wasn't on board for this at first. He was actually pressured into it, which this was his huge breakout show. Of course, Without he plagiarized this, the Bible. Right. Without this, there would have been no cats. There would have been no Phantom oh, of the Opera. God, no cats. Yeah. You loved cats. What are I, you talking I about? Know. Yeah. Well, the movie. I'm denying him like Peter. Good, Three good. times. Ask me two more times. But anyway, I grew up listening to the album. And when it came to the musical, I actually have never seen it except for in this setting. I've only seen this movie. And I think I watched part of they made a two Easter's ago. Well, they did the John Legend one two mm-hmm. Easter's ago. And then there was some other one that came out somewhere in between there. And I saw part of it and it's horrible. It oh, cannot no. stand in comparison to this awesome perfection of 70s rock. Yeah. Let's go ahead and hop into our segment. Where are you paying attention? Cue that music. Okay, E, I have 35 questions for you here. So you, let's nope, go ahead and get nope, started. Nope, 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 nope. Question number one. E, what country was this movie filmed in? I want to say they got super meta and went to Jerusalem, Israel. They went to Israel. That is correct. I feel like they didn't get permits for anything that they were doing. Like, I feel like those were legitimate ruins they were running around in and they were gorilla shooting the out of it. Yeah, they kind of were. I was trying to look up because I had originally thought I'd seen somewhere where they didn't fully get permits. So they did get in trouble for climbing on some stuff that they weren't supposed to, but I couldn't find that for sure information. But they were filming in Israel and that is why you see several folks walking by with herds of sheep. Those weren't actors. Those were actual (laughs) people just walking by. And it was several times these people were kind of nervous when they saw this group of people walking by with spears and they didn't know what was going on. And they saw the people holding guns and it it was actually something that was a little bit alarming for the locals. Not to mention the tanks. 
Yeah, the tanks, yes. The musical Jesus Christ Superstar, kind of going on a tangent here, is trying to be a period piece without being a period piece. Because Jesus is in, like, traditional garb. Yeah. But then, like, other ones look like 70 hippies that literally, well, they did come off of a bus. But then you have Pilate in velour, which you put the poor man in velour in the desert. That's rude. Yeah, so because this was filmed in the desert, and of course the heat was astronomical, well, and you can the, tell that from all the, the actors. The guards had the metal helmets on. How mm -hmm. did they not die? When they actually did filming, how nobody died filming this, <laughs> and how they all survived was they actually, every 20 minutes, they had a water break every day of filming. Well, they Every had, 20 minutes. They had to in those dance numbers, and I, I felt more concerned for the guards because of the metal helmets. Like mm -hmm. the one guard was just drenched. And then they put Pilot in velour. But where did the tanks come in? I was, I was talking about the period pieces. They blew their load on the tanks, didn't um, they? They they probably did. Probably. And they had, yeah, there were several things in this show. So this musical, if you have never seen it, you need to go see it. It has several things that are not of that time. Like there's the soldiers are holding actual like MP40s. Oh, I forgot the, about that. Yeah, they were holding machine guns. Yeah, there's a lot of clothing that is very 70s-ish clothing. and Which, by the way, is totally all coming back. Middle parts, bell bottoms, it's all there. Right. And the tanks. I mean, the fighter jets that flew <gasps> overhead, those jets. were of that time. Yes, they they yes. had those. Those were period mm -hmm. Jesus actually flew one away when he was trying to escape the crucifixion. True. Which is not told in any of the Gospels, surprisingly. They got that rid was of that the one, one that was the Mary Magdalene Gospel, the, the white. Well, actually, technically, they probably were white. Never mind. Yeah. None of them were white. The men took out. Yeah. Okay. Let's just get mad at the men. All men. Another question for mm -hmm. you. Who sat on the roof of the bus while everyone else unpacked? Judas. Incorrect. Jesus. Incorrect. Herod. Yes, correct. Herod. Oh, yeah, because he's a king. Yeah, he was just chilling up there. Then when they're all unpacking the bus, when they're all coming out and kind of showcasing their character, getting into their costumes, did you notice that you didn't really see Jesus up until the very end, until they were doing that swarm around him mm -hmm. right after Judas, Judas magically was in his costume, his pink very pink costume. Ugh, he looked good in that costume. That man can rock that. Yeah, and then suddenly, like in the middle of the circle, Ted Neely, who plays Jesus, comes out of the middle and they clothe him. That, I, I know you made a comment while we were watching this about who filmed this. There's certain things uh, that I think they did oh really gosh. well, and that was one of them when they have him come up and pull his arms out to the sun. I think that was a very powerful scene. Ted Neely, amazing singer. This guy, he actually went on to sing Jesus Christ Superstar up until this decade. He continued singing in roles of as Jesus and wow. Jesus Christ Superstar. Like he has gone on for, what is that now? 50 years. Oh, well, not, actually, that's not this decade yet. 40 years he's been playing Jesus Christ, you know, as you do. <laughs> as they did does. point out where I read this that he has been Jesus Christ longer than Jesus Christ was, <gasps> technically. No way. Yeah, isn't that nuts? Did he not? Oh, hopefully he doesn't get crucified. Often. Well, I guess every night he does, but that's yeah. a different story. More on that later. I was going to say, going back to Judas for a second, I hope he got more water breaks because that man basically ran a 10K. Yeah. I feel as if the director, you know, Judas came like, what, what do you want me to do? What's my staging? Just run. 
just run just run all over the place so just run and they made a lot of actors like no actor ever stayed in one spot they were all like tracking shots i think what that was was every director note was all right we're gonna hide the cameraman somewhere somewhere in this general vicinity there's gonna be a cameraman i want you to when you find him go after him right because (laughs) that was the constant theme was the camera would change then the character would walk towards the camera and stop right in front of it looking off. And then it would be a camera from a different angle and they would look around. Probably because the authorities were chasing them too. Yeah. But I mean, the actor who played Judas, he's the MVP of this show because he is running and singing and falling on the rocks. At one point you were like, I am so concerned about him because he like almost falls to his death multiple times. Multiple times. And the poor guy has a whole song about Jesus, can you hear me? Well, maybe if you weren't 20 feet away, he could, Judas. Speaking of which, E, how many times do they zoom in on Judas at the beginning of the Heaven on Their Minds sequence? Four. Correct. It is four. That was a good guess. That was. Good job. That was when you out loud proclaimed, what are they doing? Because every time they do the little riff, it starts from far away, zooms in on him. And then once they restart the riff, it zooms back in on him. That is such a good song. That is one of the songs, if I could go on Broadway just once in my life, once in my life, to sing one song, that would probably be one of the songs. Yeah. That is such a good one. Oh, and he sings it so powerfully. The actor who plays Judas, Carl Anderson, when I see him, this is what I picture of the role of Judas. And when I've seen other renditions, it just, it doesn't match it. And he wasn't on the original album that came out in 1970, but his voice and how he looks for the role of Judas is just what I match this character to. Just because he was so passionate and the sweatiness and anger you saw and frustration. Probably because of the 10K he was running in sandals in the desert. That'll do it. (laughs) Another question. What does Mary Magdalene offer to do for Jesus during What's the Buzz? Put oil on his head? He puts oil on his head a little later. That's that's a different song. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't she? Isn't that when she's like strangely stroking his head with like water? She's cooling him off. Yes. It's let me try to cool down your face a bit. Let me try to cool down your face a bit. Let me try. Yeah, I would be interested like what the actual Christian higher ups feel about this musical because there's a lot implied between Mary Magdalene and Jesus, which is a lot of contention, especially at least I know in the Catholic Church. Yeah, well, there is huge acknowledgement of this, actually. Jesus Christ Superstar is actually known to be a very controversial musical. Did you know we got ourselves into a big controversy? Well, yeah. Ooh, look at us. We're so on edge. Yeah. But of course, it is got that conspiracy of the whole strong theme that they're kind of throwing out with Mary Magdalene's character of a love story mm-hmm. and a love interest, which you never see with Jesus. It's not a sexual love coming from him, but is more of a spiritual love. And you see her character develop into understanding that in Mm -hmm. a way, but you still see that she's somewhat tortured with the idea of I can't be with him the way I I want want to to. be with him. The other thing that really drives home the controversy of this is just how they play off Jesus in general. He's kind of a... Well, he, in this whole thing, he knows... (laughs) That's a sin. I'm waiting for the lightning. Yeah. You can't say that. I'm saying the way the actor portrayed Jesus in this movie kind of made him look like a 
Well, in the musical itself, his lyrics and everything, it does play off that he's incredibly frustrated and angry, which in the gospel, really, in these final days is kind of what he was represented Listen, as. I get really when I know my period's coming. Yeah, so if you knew you were going to die. If I knew die, my death was coming through sheer torture and torment, right. I would be a little dickish too. Yeah, just a little bit. But because of that, and because of the glorification of Judas, there's a lot of people in the Christian community who despise this musical and don't want it to be a picture of Jesus. They don't want people to feel like this is a representation of the gospel. And it's it's really not. It's the, the whole idea of this was when they were making it was they wanted to make a story of Jesus via the eyes of Judas. That was the whole idea of this. So that's why Judas is a protagonist in this. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I didn't know it was from that point of view. I just thought they wanted to put a slap and a base on the gospel. But yeah, no, it's the whole like relationships and the triangle of Mary, Judas, and Jesus is interesting. But I really feel that like the relationship between Mary and Jesus was amplified so that Judas could be friend zoned. Yeah, I do. In retrospect, when watching this movie, though, I almost feel like if they took out Mary Magdalene's role, it would be almost okay just because they would oh, be see, missing the love story. I disagree because you really got a sense that Judas was jealous of Mary. A little bit. When he came up to her and was like, we're wasting the oil. How do you keep her? Yeah. And he like called her out. He slut shamed her. Yeah. Which this is a huge controversy with Christianity, with historians about Mary Magdalene's role, because when they when there's some deep research historically into the figure Jesus, as well as into the gospel itself and some of the more ancient versions, there is an understanding that there was someone who was Mary, but they're not sure is is it Mary, his mother, Mary Magdalene, another Mary? They're not quite sure who this woman is, but in previous texts and information that they found, there was a woman who was very involved with the comings and goings of Jesus, and a lot of people have embodied in the role of Mary Magdalene. Some have even gone as far as to suggest that that might have been Jesus's wife, but a lot of people do point out that Mary Magdalene does have a huge role in the founding of the church itself. A lot of that credit goes to Peter, the apostle, who mm -hmm. is known as the first pope who started the church mm -hmm. but when they actually look historically they find that it were there was some woman who was very involved but of course via the church She's a woman yep via the church and how they whittled down the gospel itself they slowly chipped away that idea that a woman had anything to do except for mary it's his mother. mother because she's the virginal woman that gave birth to the perfect man yeah it's kind of creepy when you look at it that it way is. but also too it's funny we watched this i know this won't be released that day but we watched this on international's women's day and i couldn't help but think like behind every jesus is a mary magdalene which is interesting that the musical chose to keep out his mother mary yeah that is interesting that there is no mention of her in this musical and there is no representation of her at all nothing which i mean if they were going to focus on these characters yeah as much as they did maybe that's a good thing okay another question mm -hmm. e what songs in this movie were not on the original jesus christ superstar album i was just thinking that let me try to cool down your head part was kind of dumb so that wouldn't make sense if it was on the album so that song it was on the album <gasps> and i should reiterate that it's entire songs because there were several added little riffs in this movie entire songs but and there's two, two two entire songs that weren't on the original album two 
Peter's song? Nope. Nope. Well, kind of. Peter does sing a part in one of these songs. Eh. The second time they sing What's the Buzz, Tell Me What's Happening. No. They do do that on the other one. Help me. (laughs) Okay, one of them is a song that the Pharisee sings, and the other one is Mary Magdalene's third song that she has a big solo in. I don't know how to love him. No. I don't know. I'm not a nerd. And apparently not a good Catholic because I couldn't follow the story. Yeah, this was, remember this in third grade? We learned this. (laughs) The answers are, then we are decided... And could we start again, please? Do you even remember those songs? No. Okay. (laughs) That's what I thought. Moving on. Next question. Okay. How much does Judas say they could sell the oil that Mary puts on Jesus' feet and head for? 20? Nope. 40? Nope. 30? No. 100? Nope. 12? Nope. Six chickens? The answer is... A goat. 300 silver pieces or more people who are stuck. Okay, so wait, why did they have that oil to begin with? That's like your friend that's like, I'm no waste, all energy and green pulling up in a Ferrari. I'm with Judas on this. that. Yeah, and then Jesus goes on to explain, listen, there's going to be poor people always. I know, right? So she can pour oil on my head if she wants to. So shut up, Judas. That was what I was like, you're a little dicky there, Jesus. (laughs) He's like, can I have one thing? One freaking thing, Judas. You know what's going to happen to me? You're going to kiss me, and then I'm going to die. We're going to make out real quick, and then we're going to die. <laughs> I guess we'll get to that. Never mind. We're going to be offending a lot of people. Yeah, sorry. We're talking about the musical, not the Sorry. E, what is the costume for the Pharisees and the priests in this movie? Plunger hats. Plunger hats, <laughs> yes. And R2-D2 spare parts. Yeah. Or the black cape. They had to have, and they all had this beard and long hair. Mm-hmm. They had like, to have hated their costumes. Remember I pointed out, I'm like, they all look like Seth Rollins. <laughs> burn it down. <laughs> that works for them. They wanted to burn the whole thing down. Right. They were probably really grateful for that one night scene, and the rest of them, they're on the scaffolding. Yeah, doing the little ding, 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 ding. That 100% was somebody hitting it, and the guy's like, hey, hey, that's really cool, dude, again. Yeah, I don't get those hats very much. They... The one looked like a butt plug. Yeah. <laughs> and the one looked like a some sort of like pointy. It looks like the Tower in London, that spiral one. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. No? Okay. One looked like a giant chef's hat on steroids. Yeah. What's the one thing Caiaphas can say for Jesus? He's pretty. He's got nice hair. I mean, people like him. You he's, add all these things together, and what does that make you? He's likable. He's a uh, he's a nice guy. He's convincing. One thing I'll say for him: Jesus is cool. He really says that. Yep. See, here's the thing: I just was like, it's one of those musicals where I have a hard time understanding sometimes what they're saying. Yeah. So Caiaphas is probably the worst singer, too. Well, he was the lowest singer. He's a bass. Not a good one. He's all about that bass. Not about about that. that. No, Jesus. So the Pharisees, they're getting all freaked out about Jesus gaining popularity, and they feel like he's kind of making them invalid and also at the same time making Rome kind of have a little bit too much eye on their area, which at this time in history, Rome kind of owned a lot of the Middle Rome East. Rome owned everything. They pretty much did. So they were worried that this would draw attention to their community in Jerusalem and therefore would 
upheave their whole community. So they were actually somewhat nervous for just the city itself and their people, but there was mainly for them. High yeah, indications both in the gospel as well as in this musical that they were kind of worried about themselves and their role as the religious leaders of these Jewish people. E, what holy date on the Christian calendar is represented by this Ozana song? Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. Is that an actual song? Hosanna, hey, I think it just came from No, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different musical. Oh, God, I'm dying. Holy Week starts with Palm Sunday. Then there's Holy Thursday, Good Friday, which is the day Jesus was crucified. And then there is Holy Saturday and then Easter on Sunday. And this is... And he rose again in fulfillment of the scripture. (laughs) There, you remember that. Good job. Okay, some of it just like, it's like, I don't know, subconscious things that it just like blurts out. Right. That's that's how it works. This whole week is designed, it is the holiest days on the Christian calendar. And the resurrection came on Easter, of course. The resurrection of Christ is when he returned from the dead. And passed and out Easter baskets with the bunny. Bas- yeah. <laughs> he was raised by a rabbit, a necromantic <laughs> rabbit. And they gave eggs to people. And then they all epiphany, him and the Easter Bunny rocked it off back off to space and said, deuces! No, they said, you stay, Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> spread, spread beeps. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we're going now. We are. <laughs> Judas would probably be jealous of the Bunny, too. Yep. The Easter Bunny and Jesus are putting the peeps in the microwave with the toothpicks and watching them and that's what gets Judas all upset. You're wasting them. Everybody knows you let them get stale. They taste better. All right. We should probably ask another question. <laughs> so that's Easter. <laughs> e? Yeah. Who is the man that sings and dances to Jesus while low-key trying to convince him to create a movement against Rome's rule? Simon. 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 Yes. Simon Zelotis. That was probably one of my favorite dance scenes. Yeah, that, that was that was cool. At the beginning, when they do that fade in of the people, they're just showing the landscape of those ruins and the people just kind of fade into the shots. Which, again, really makes me think that whoever made this movie was like an undergraduate that just got out of their first film class. Like not even a like not even a film student, just like they took a film class in undergrad. They're like, guys. I I know some cool stuff. If we show the shot of this landscape and then we stop the camera and then we have the actor come in, it'll just look like he appears. Wow, it's magic. But that's when I was like, wow, all these like people on Instagram thinking they're like trendsetters. Nah, (laughs) dude, spring 2021 is Jesus Christ Superstar in 1973. Oh, because of the clothes. All the clothes. I was like, but then I was like, "Mm, I kind of want those. Yeah, this this character, Simon, I really like him in general. And I think the biggest reason I like him is his line when Judas is first complaining to Jesus about what he's doing earlier during What's the Buzz. You just hear him very loudly say, hey, cool it, man. Right. I just love that. Oh, my goodness. Simon in this song, he kind of goes all out. Like with his screaming and... Why is it? Why is it everybody thought in the 70s the note to hit was the note that sounded like a giraffe was stepping on your testicles? Why? 
why is that like the thing in this? Don't try to hit it. We do not have a giraffe to step on your testicles and there's a baby sleeping. And so you there lock, are people listening to a podcast you right lock now. lock that so. down. You, you lock that up. Okay. Okay. But why is that a thing? I don't know. It's awesome. That's why sure? it's a thing. Yeah. I, I love it. Are you sure? I love it. <sighs> it's so good. I don't get it. So yeah. So Simon, he's basically this whole dance number is him asking Jesus, hey, like, I know you got to preach all these things that you want to preach, but could you like make us like a revolution? riot against Rome? That'd be kind of cool. So he's low key starting to try to start a revolution. So him it's a little Hamilton-ish. Jean Valjean, Jean yeah. Ver, Jean, Maurice, Maurice, Maurice. Andras. Yes. That's where you were going? Okay. Yep. I, I can't tell. Those two would get along. Mm-hmm. E. In the next scene, we meet Pilot. What was Pilot's dream about? Not wearing velour in the desert. No, because in his dream, he was still wearing velour in the desert. Something about blood killing somebody? Yes, kind of. What he dreamed about was exactly what comes to be. So this is actually something that in the story of what happened to Jesus, they actually try to not totally villainize Pilate in the fact that they point out that he kind of knew this was coming a little bit and he was trying to avoid putting this man where he couldn't really find any guilt to mm-hmm. to death. But when it came down to it, he was pressured by the people as well as the Pharisees to do it, which this was all a power move from the Pharisees themselves. But Pilate famously washed his hands of the situation. And him singing the song is kind of the introduction into him basically saying, I feel guilty about this, but I know that even though I feel guilty, I will still hold the blame. Whenever people think about who sentenced Jesus to death, who do you think of? Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate, exactly. So he is one of the greatest villains in all of Christian history specifically, but he would be one of the people besides Judas Iscariot, huge characters in history that are known as... Wasn't it in Dante's Inferno, the devil was chewing, there's three heads in the deepest circle of hell, he was chewing on... Yeah, he was... Judas. Judas Brutus. Who's Brutus? The barber beefcake? He's the man who killed Caesar, is that right? Stabbed him in the back? I think so. Yeah, I forget the third. Great story, though. Yeah, we read it as a bedtime story. Yeah. What does Jesus do when he rolls up to the temple? He done smash it. Mm-hmm. He gonna wreck it. I, I put my answer he down. He rage. He flips it. He yeah. raged. Jesus is a level 12 barbarian, and <laughs> he raged and destroyed the he temple of Jerusalem. He did. He critted that temple. He went in there and he wrecked it, which this is known as Jesus' one and only sin when he wrecks the temple. Is it really yeah. considered his one and only sin? That's what people say. That's the reference to this in the Bible is this is his one sin of him lashing out in anger and destroying others' property. His reasoning is this is in a temple and there is this marketplace set up in this temple. And in the movie, there are people selling drugs. There's people mm-hmm. selling. Oh, yeah. They're selling like all the drugs yes. in like one scene, like five hands come up to a guy. Would you like to smoke it, snort it, shoot it, And there's it? a stereotypical guy that was like, I got things you won't believe. His voice just sounded like somebody who would be somebody Oh, yeah. Does. And then it was like the hooker scene. And it was like, how many ways can we show a woman's crotch? Yeah. And when I was in eighth grade, when I first watched this movie, that was a little, little hard to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say it like that. I didn't. Oh, man. <laughs> That was good. Were you choking your chicken? (laughs) (laughs) 
There were chickens. Well, I was in school, so no. They should do this in school. Yeah. Catholic education, man. And this is what's wrong, the women. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what you women will do. You'll shake your lady bits right in front of these men and temptation them. But that scene is Jesus totally hitting that note that you're talking about, where he's hitting that 70s rock Bee Gees like high note. After he wrecks it, that's when he starts really turning into mopey Jesus, where he is down in the dumps realizing that, man, I wanted to try to leave an impact, but I feel like there is not much I have actually impacted. When you think about, we're, we're talking about this guy today, and he's this whole musical is Jesus saying, oh, no one's going to remember me. No one's even going to like like me in a couple years, but you know. Massive universe built on you now. I mean, I hear people yell Jesus Christ each and every day, so. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Why would you yell that during that? I don't know. <laughs> Next question. What is the only song from this musical that hit the popular music charts in the United States? Um, Jesus when he was running around in the mountains. Incorrect. Judas when he was running around in the mountains. Nope. Mary when she was running around in the camp. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's I don't know how to love him. Again, correct. the director's only note for these poor actors was run. Yeah. Well, she wasn't running. She, she was, was just walking. walking. Yeah. She was. She was also got around. windy towards the end of filming. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Well, you can tell that like you weren't getting a lot of the environmental sounds, and this is one of those movies, kind of like Rocky, the other? Rocky, Rocky, where we were Horror. saying that they were very dubbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rocky was very dubbed. Yeah, it, like it was obvious that they sang and then they just played it over the actors doing it because there was some lip movement that wasn't correct. There was actually several times in this where you see the actors are singing the lyrics that are from the album, but for the movie, they changed the lyrics and they're singing the totally wrong word. Nobody but you, <laughs> you big <laughs> nerd, <laughs> notice that. Hey! <laughs> Loser. <laughs> how many years does jesus say he's tried and how many years does it seem like three and thirty correct he said that a bunch of times so that kind of stuck yeah he, he did when i originally wrote down the question i forgot that he said it in two other songs later on great another question you'll never get this one i know what is chasing judas before he runs to see the pharisees oh the sheep <laughs> First no. of all, yeah. No. The tanks. The tanks the is tanks. correct. And how many tanks are there? Four. Incorrect. There's four tanks. Nope. Five tanks. Five. But yeah, this was the only scene that Ted Neely, the guy who played Jesus, they actually let him direct and they gave him the tank scene for some reason. So Judas running. I wonder if he purposely wanted Judas. He was like, wait, don't run away from them. Don't <gasps> yeah. run away because they got really close They got to him. really close. And I always question, can you see very well out of a tank? Can you see what's in front of you super well? I think you have some blind spots. Yeah. And I think he was in them. Let's take so him if I killed Judas mm. with tanks, will that solve all these well, problems? Well, guys, they tanks a lot. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. Thanks. So yeah, Judas goes and tells on Jesus to the Pharisees. And where does he tell the Pharisees he's going to be at? E? Some place away from a crowd. Yes. Do you remember where that is? In the garden. Do you remember what the garden is called or where it is? Eden. No. <laughs> Babylon. 
The Garden of Gethsemane. Is that actually in the Bible too? Yes. That is an important place. That is where he He went. goes and prays at night. Mm -hmm. That's where he Had goes. the Last Supper. He did not have the Last Supper there historically. In the musical he did. Well, maybe he did it historically. We don't know. But in, biblically, let's they say didn't that. write down the biblically. reservation. Yes, <laughs> they were supposed to eat outside in the Garden of Gethsemane, but they didn't call ahead, so they had to go eat, eat inside the restaurant mm -hmm. in the Olive Garden that was at the bottom of the hill. Yes, then he went to Gethsemane and prayed. Mm. Which, okay, again, another one of like who the flying directed this? I know there's an answer to this because we saw the credits, but the choices where they decided you know be cool, like let's have them all sit down outside mm -hmm. to have their last supper, and it was like. Three, two, one, tableau. And then did you know that Leonardo da Vinci came in, sat down, Stay. did the whole painting? In the Although two things about that. Number one, realistically, mm -hmm. why would you have 13 people all sit down but not sit around each other? They all just sat in a straight line. That's annoying because I hate being on the end at dinner parties. Like I want to be in the middle. You always get the dumb and seats. You're like, what? <laughs> What's going on over there? And then number two, do you know that's one of the reasons why 13 is considered unlucky? No, you should never have 13 dinner guests over because somebody always dies. Oh, yeah. It comes from Jesus. Oh, thanks, Jesus. Jesus and his 12 apostles. Technically, there's theories that Mary Magdalene was painted into the Last Supper, that she was one of the people in the painting, but they, she is not there. And so was the DoorDash guy in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Who ordered Subway? Hey, there's only a $5 tip on this. There's 12 of you. 13. Damn it. E. Mm -hmm. Who are the two people Jesus calls out during the Last Supper? Peter for denying him three times and Judas for being a snark. Yeah. <laughs> a narc? Wait, let me try it again. Ready? Is Ready? snark what it's called? <laughs> He's a snark. A narc. <laughs> Seriously, he was because he told Jesus the whole time he was going to narc on him. I and know. he was just like, you want me to do it. I'll, I'm going to do it. Dare you? He is kind of a little friend. Judas or Jesus? Yeah, Judas. Well, they kind of are to each other, really. They're kind of needy. Oh, are you going to go tell a teacher? I dare you to go do it. Do I'm fine. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So Judas ends up running away. And did you notice the symbolism of him running away with the sheep? I went somewhere else. Where'd you go? You go oh, first. I'm afraid. You go first. So I noticed, actually, this is the first time I noticed this. He is running and there's a bunch of sheep that just happen to be there. And he's kind of running through them, doing his tripping Judas run that he's doing throughout this whole I movie. Was, okay. And then yeah. he eventually is in front of the sheep and the sheep are chasing him, which I feel is a representation of that is Judas among the flock and then Judas forever being chased and persecuted by the flock. Oh, that's good symbolism. So here mm -hmm. I thought, number one, that... That was a case of just like a local, like, pet my sheep. <laughs> just keep running. Dude, and you're stepping on my sheep. Again, I was concerned for the actor that played Judas. But then I just thought, I was like, oh, no, are they trying to make a black sheep pun? Eat. No one else went there but you did. I'm not the only one. It's not. It's just, I thought, no, please don't be doing that. Oh, I didn't think about that. No. No, they couldn't. They did not do no. that. No. It was the 70s, so they weren't. I'm just going to leave you looking bad in this Oh, one we're all yourself. rotting in yeah. hell on this one. <laughs> there will be no future episodes. Ask me another question. There will be none. Can we keep going? Yeah. That's Who it. are the three apostles Jesus asked to wait up with him? Peter. Mm-hmm. Simon. Nope. John. 
Yes. James. Yes. Oh. It's Peter, John, James. Jingleheimers. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm the tenth apostle, Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> no, <laughs> wrong time. Okay, this couldn't even hang with the Lord as he had an existential crisis running through the mountains. Seriously, the apostles in this are just the worst. They're just like, hey, can we like, can we do like do stuff? Can we start a revolution? And can we start like a revolution? Oh no. Oh, okay, whatever. Lame. I'm gonna take a nap. Yeah, they, they don't play off the apostles very well. And Peter especially. <laughs> no, not me. Such a noob. Mm -hmm. When Jesus sings his song in the Garden of Gethsemane, how does Jesus say he feels at the beginning versus how he feels right now? Inspired and sad. He said he felt inspired and now he's sad and glad. <laughs> Well, I couldn't see that part. No. Tired. Oh, you saw the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hey, I need to stop honest, flashing the answers you to you. honestly thought I knew that. Yeah, he says, Once I was inspired, now I'm sad and tired. Aren't we all, Jesus? Yep. Aren't we all? 2020, man. <laughs> 2020 took it out of us. That's seriously like 2020 was like, man, it's going to be a great it's year. It's the roaring 20s. The roaring da, da, 20s. Da, da, da. And we left that like... <sighs> <laughs> just clawing our way up i feel like judas running with a flock of sheep e how does judas betray jesus with a kiss yeah he walks up to him he's like come here sugar <laughs> okay what i don't understand but i guess i do understand hmm. did the pharaohs know who jesus was the pharisees the pharisees yes did the r2d2 bums wearing plungers know who yeah. jesus was because yes. the whole, well, I guess I, I had that thought. I was like, well, it's not like Jesus had a social. So it's not like they could like see his selfies while like curing the blind. So well, they had to give it away. In this, they literally saw him earlier in the musical. See, that was the thing. I feel like that was a plot hole where but, I was like, how do you not know who he is? I mean, I guess maybe the guards don't know who he I is. I think biblically, biblically, Judas did that because he was among all the apostles and he specifically had something that was a little out of the ordinary where he went up and kissed him as the cue for the guards. It, that's why. It was the guards who were coming to get them. Was. So that was just a cue for, yeah, this is the guy. Mm. So the guy I give a little kiss to. So yeah, Judas officially betrays Jesus at this point, And Jesus gets carried away. And like awkwardly run, fall, run. Yeah. Then he continues his journey of falling. And E, who is Jesus brought to after he is arrested? The Pharisees. Yes, he's brought to the Pharisees, and then... He goes to Pilate. Yes, and then... He goes to Herod. Yes, and then... He goes to Pilate. Yes. <laughs> Correct. <gasps> Wait, why didn't the Pharisees just say, like, nail him to the cross? So the Pharisees are religious leaders in Jerusalem. They have no actual legal power, so they had to go through via Rome to get him crucified, which was Romans' favorite way of killing people in those days was crucifying people. Which is a horrible way to go. Very horrible. So the act of crucifixion, if you people don't know, is when you put somebody on a wooden plank and you either tie them up or nail them to this wooden plank and they are dangling and sometimes... It's actually suffocation. That kills them? Yeah, because you slide down because you can't... You get tired and you can't support your weight with your feet. Oh, oh god! So you like collapse in on yourself. That's horrible. 
So then as Jesus is being carried away, this is when Peter denies him three times and Mary's like, well, Peter, that's exactly what he said you do. I wonder how he knew. Because he's Jesus. And then they end up singing their song, could we start again, please? Which is, in my opinion, the dumbest song. And it makes all his followers look super dumb where the song is all about them like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, you're taking a little too far. Could um, could you just say you're sorry and just like not but get crucified now? But weren't they the now? mob that like was asking for him to be crucified They too? weren't. The whole idea was it was his followers who were singing that song. Oh, but okay. the but mob. The chorus, the mob. Yeah, yeah, the mob is people who were basically inspired by the Pharisees to go out and say crucify him. There was thoughts that they were paid to do that. They were just kind of whispered they saw a post on social media yeah they saw a post on social media and they were railroaded Mm -hmm. see this is why social media is so bad even in those days there have been a hashtag crucify i'm trending Mm -hmm. yeah could we start again please like listen you you were the ones that are like let's go storm room and start a revolution i'm not listening to jesus i'm gonna have a brothel in his temple make him look bad He, what does Jesus say when Pilate asks him if he is the king of the Jews? Your words, not mine. That is correct. Which are not the words from the album, so that's why I made mention of that. Oh, criminy, you <laughs> dork. He says, that's what you say. Which, that does sound a little weird, and that's why Pilate says, What do you mean by that? Jesus should have been a lawyer. Yeah. He totally, like, dodges answering questions. E. What color are King Herod's lenses? Gold. Yeah, I'll give it to you. They're like yellow. He looked like he was sunburned. Yeah, he he was out in the sun a little too long. So in Jesus Christ Superstar, in the Broadway production, the role of King Herod, they always would have somebody who would dress up very flamboyantly and eventually evolved into it would be drag queens would play the role of Herod. (laughs) But this movie, an interesting fact I found out about it, they felt, this is their words, not mine, it would scare away a crowd for watching this movie. So they dimmed it down to this hippie dude. If you were worried about the audience, I thought you were going to say for a second there, they didn't think it would be authentic. Authentic to the tanks? Yeah. There's a hanging. I know. That's the thing is they were so backwards when making this really to think that would upset people more than everything else that could have potentially mm-hmm. happened in this movie. as well as the huge topic that is going on throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I just can't have a man wearing makeup. Plus, let's be real. Any self-respecting drag queen would have turned that role down because they just would have, all their war paint would have melted. Mm-hmm. This was the role that, was in Alice Cooper? Alice Cooper played it in yeah. 2018. I don't know if I've watched that rendition. I but... showed it to you. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I don't remember it, but. Basically, it was like a mini good. Alice Cooper concert in the middle <laughs> of the musical, which I was fine with. Yeah. E, what song does Judas reprise after he throws the silver at the Pharisees? I don't f- know. <laughs> so he is saying to the Pharisees. Still hear me? Hear me? Yeah. See me? <laughs> no. Heal. See, I told you back in Tommy days that we were going to be coming here. <laughs> you knew this was coming. But Judas is begging the Pharisees to basically say, don't say I'm damned for doing this. I had to do it. And he's trying to get validation from them. But in the end, he has a ton of guilt for what he's done. And he is turning his blood money back into the Pharisees. And when he tosses it to him, he ends up singing a reprise of I don't know how to love him, which goes on to mimic Mary Magdalene's relationship with Jesus. And 
that's this whole movie kind of like you said earlier is about this kind of triangle or trinity of those three characters and their relationship with one another hmm. e where is jesus's final trial in front of Pilate taking place and Pilate's halls that he actually doesn't have the guy says who's cluttering up my halls no one's cluttering up your halls we need walls to have halls Dr. Seussledge. Did you notice the prison was just sending Jesus down into a gaping hole? That's kind of terrifying. How'd they get him out of there? He walked down and the guards were guarding him. Oh. Um, it happened in his I don't know, it was like an auditorium. Yeah, it was an amphitheater. Amphitheater. I'll I'll take that. And again, that poor man wearing velour. Speaking of poor man, for much more violent reasons, he how many times is Jesus flogged? I thought he said forty, but they only counted thirty-nine. Correct, it is 39. And 39 is another Roman classic torture device. It's 40 lashes less one is what they say. And it is common practice where you lash somebody 39 times. I don't know why they do it less than 40, but that is something that in the Bible, as well as historically, Romans are known to lash people 39 times. And this is a very powerful moment in the movie, in the musical, on the album when they actually count out the lashes. Yeah, it makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And Mary Magdalene is losing her shit in yeah. the crowd. She is losing it. Well, wouldn't you too? If I was watching you get lashed? Yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I go get a coffee. <laughs> Come back and just be sitting there sipping. I mean, I said no foam. <laughs> Early on 29th. <laughs> Would be good. <laughs> Way a bit faster. E. Mm-hmm. They finally end up singing the song Jesus Christ Superstar, like right at the end of the movie. Make you wait for it like the monster in a horror movie. At the beginning of it, how does Judas enter the amphitheater? Running. No, he actually is not running in this time. Doesn't he like descend down because he'd already killed himself by then? Mm hmm. But how does he descend down? On a cross. Hmm. There is like a cross above him. That that was a neat little light feature that they had where there was something above Judas that was reflecting light where the light looked like a little crucifix above Judas. It was a crane. A crane lowered him down, which did you notice the spotlight? I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but a spotlight was showing on Judas and it very obviously shows a crane that is lowering him down. Yeah, because they probably use it for all like the crane shots and they're like, well, how else can we use this? We rented it. It's real expensive. My dad said I got to get my money's worth. <laughs> my dad said. But can we back up to Judas dying? Oh yeah, I skipped that. We skipped that. That's intense. That is. That is very intense. And he's very driven during that scene, which is alarming. Yeah, the character Judas, he to me, this role, I think is the beginning of for me, I I know a lot of people feel this way. There are certain villains in movies, TV shows that you really feel for. And Judas is definitely one of those where especially during this part where he's kind of going through everything where he's saying like, Jesus, you knew exactly what you were doing. You knew what you were going to put me through. You knew I was going to be the cause of your death. Why did you do this to me? This is something that I feel like they don't touch upon in the biblical text. But when you look at the scenario, it is kind of crazy that Jesus knew Judas was going to betray him and he wanted him to betray him because that's what God wanted. 
where Judas was basically railroaded. A pawn. Yeah. yeah, he was he was a pawn in God's game of chess here and he couldn't take it. So yeah, he ended up finding that tree and dangling himself off it. Which I have seen it on Broadway and the Judas was on a platform and he jumps out of sight and then yeah. the rope goes taut. But I mean, they straight up win for it. Yeah. Did you see the harness? No, I didn't. Like when he comes down, you can tell the rope is somewhat behind him. Yeah. And as well, and the, it's hanging. panning away, you actually see as he twists, you see part of the harness up around his shoulders mm. and coming out from his back. That being said, it was pretty abrupt. And that, that yeah, was kind of tough to just, see. Yeah, he, he, he just boop, 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 done. And that's something that this movie does a lot of people don't like about it. They wish that there was something more obscure showing how Judas died. But that direct showing, really people didn't him, like that. Did he hang himself in the, the historical sense? Yeah, they, definitely in the historical sense. He he was described to as hung himself because he couldn't take what he had done. And he regretted basically having caused Jesus's death. And I think biblically, they very much pointed out like he's tortured now. This is his penalty for what he's done but it is it's just so crazy to think that he was just a guy who he just wanted jesus to kind of do the good things that he said he was going to do but jesus was kind of looking at it a big picture mm -hmm. and this is the whole fight about altruism and doing good when jesus and judas are having this argument they both want to do good but the thing is, is Judas just doesn't understand why Jesus won't take certain steps. But Jesus explains to Judas, you can't do it all because if you're not available to as many people as you can, then you can't help anybody. It's like if you don't help yourself, then you can't help anybody. But at the same time, Jesus makes the ultimate sacrifice and he uses Judas in that role. So that just drives Judas crazy to think, I don't get you. I don't understand what you're doing. And it's it's kind of an interesting thing because you can look at instead of Judas as this great criminal in Christianity, he is someone who embodies Christian and Jewish values. And he commits a great sin in the light of Christianity and Judaism. And he's made out to be this villain when he really was just kind of trying to see if Jesus would get back on the path. Do you know what I'm saying? Thank you for the philosophy yeah. and religious <laughs> lecture. Tune in next week as Professor K goes over the book of revelations my my lecture on the book of revelations and how it's dope okay, as wow. all get out i like didn't get any of that from this musical <laughs> again because i feel like i don't understand what judas is saying when he's singing that song and i was just super concerned with his running so e mm -hmm. after jesus christ superstar a very fun 70s crazy dance craze song it just leads right into jesus getting crucified yeah i felt like they kind of chopped their load and then they were like he's dead now that's exactly how it happens in the musical too he what horrible accident almost happened to ted neely who plays jesus during the filming of the crucifixion scene did they almost drop the cross no did the cross almost fall on him no did they almost hammer his hand they almost nailed his hand to the I cross did. the story is the actor who was putting the nails down was actually somebody from israel and spoke very little english and when they told him, we're going to want you to nail the hands to the cross, he actually thought that literally meant they wanted him to do that. So he had put the nail 
and he was apparently about to bring the hammer down and everybody just yelled out whoa whoa, whoa what are you doing <laughs> oh poor guy yeah. I, I can just imagine dead neely just was lying there and didn't react more than just like i'm going to die <laughs> <laughs> i bet he'd hit that high note yeah <laughs> Who is the last person to get on the bus at the end of the movie? Judas. That is correct. It is Judas. Do you know who went on before him? Mary. Yeah. Which I like how they had all the main characters. They all stopped and looked back. And Judas, I love that he did get on the bus. And obviously, Ted Neely didn't get left behind in the desert, but... Well, I, given what almost happened to him, I wouldn't be surprised when it was like, wait, I thought you were supposed to get him down. Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> that dude nailed me to this cross for real. Come back and get me. <laughs> I didn't get paid enough. But yeah, Ted Neely had to stay behind to sing the song, Always look on the bright side of life. Yeah, I, I, I like that how... When they enter the scene, they are all coming in the bus and unloading all the costumes and props. And I love when they're leaving, it just looks like a bunch of theater folks kind of joshing around each other. But they're still somewhat solemn, which goes to show with this musical, there is, even though people really don't like it, there is kind of a respect to the theme of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is what's important is regardless if you subscribe to Christianity or believe this historically, just kind of looking at it from the outside, this story is uh, one of the most obvious stories of kind of like a good versus evil. But what's great about it is even the villains, which this is what Jesus Christ Superstar does, even the villains can be sometimes viewed as somewhat justified in certain scenarios. And I think that actually does a lot to help people understand people's motives and people's understanding. And that's what I like about this is it doesn't show Jesus as this magician that can do all these miracles or... Yeah, the scene where he tried to do a miracle, he got mushed. Which scene? When they were all coming out of the rocks saying like, Hear my heart, I can hardly walk. Touch me, Lord. Da, da, oh, yeah. That was like Jon Snow getting trampled at the Battle of the Bastards anxiety. I was like, they're going to smush Jesus. Don't smush Jesus. But yeah, that I can't say for myself and I won't speak out against anyone's beliefs or anything but I, that's something that I view with this story specifically I think they do a great job of kind of historically biblically spiritually and just storytelling wise they tell a great story of this figure that has been told millions of times over yeah and they kind of blur the lines of who was wrong who was justified yeah good stuff I have two more questions for you no the movie's over <laughs> They got on the bus, man. Many of the performers either did or would go on to play characters in Jesus Christ Superstar productions, but which one is the only one that can be heard on the original 1970s album? Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Judas. Incorrect. Peter. No. Mary. Mary. It's Yvonne Elliman. Okay. So she actually went on to not only sing on the album, but she went on to actually be in the musical one year later in 1971. And then she was in the movie. She was repeated because it's her voice that is heard on the charts. Like people know the song, I don't know how to love him and know her voice. And they just kept reusing her character because she did such a great job with the role. It's the only women's role too. And there's women chorus roles. But... Right. And my last question, E, true or false, the shepherd walking in front of the cross at the end of the movie as the sun was setting was an accident. True. 
True. That is correct. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't it? He's probably like, fuck you all. My, you're in my goddamn way. <laughs> you guys are in my yard putting up these crucifixes. Shoot. Yeah, apparently when they were shooting that last scene, they were doing it over a period of time to get the sunset just right. And they ended up keeping that shot of the shepherd walking across the crosses because obviously that's what Jesus is referred to. Is the shepherd. Is, yeah, a shepherd. And I think that's a really powerful, like that was also too, I feel like their kind of nod to the idea of the resurrection and just in general, the idea of like, yeah, even though this guy's died, he's gone on to live on. Kind of, Stop. Stop. I, this is what we I have seen. <laughs> you've seen the shots. You've seen the editing. You've seen the tanks. Yeah. This was a dumb accident that worked in their favor. Yeah, it was great. And let's be honest, they probably tried to edit the shepherd out, but then the sun jumped too fast down in the frame. So do not inflate their intelligent ego that Re they had thought of this as this huge symbolistic moment. No, no, it wasn't. It was dumb luck. It was actually them just trying to get the stereotypical end of 70s musical. I'm standing in front of the sunshot. And yeah, the shepherd just blew it all up and ruined it. Did you notice in Tommy, right? Yeah. As it cut out, there was suddenly a shepherd. That Every walked time in front I of saw the too. back of Peter, I thought it was Townsend. You mean Daltrey? <laughs> so that was all my questions. Did you have a fun time, E? No. You um, had 37 questions. How many 35. did you ask? <gasps> I skipped a few. A few. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and before we head into our next segments, let's hear a word from one of our friends over at Pod Nation. Pod Nation. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. So, E, I kind of feel weird. Why? Because now we're going to fight, and we just went over a movie that is associated with religion, and I feel like people have never fought over anything like religion before. Well, if we're going to do it, we better do it in our segment called I Hit It When They Fight. So if you're a first time listener, how this segment works is we sit down and we have a topic about the movie we watched and we fight out who is right on that topic on two different stances. We first have 30 seconds to go over our stance, and then we have 15 seconds to reboot the other person's stance, and then we fight for two minutes, and then one person gets 10 seconds to have final statements, and then the other person gets five seconds. But before we go into this week's fight, mm -hmm. let's go ahead over our last fight to decide who gets to choose the question for this week. Mm -hmm. So last episode, we had asked, between Roxy Hart and Velma Kelly, whose murder is more justifiable? And the winner, with 78% of the vote, oh. was... Roxy Hart! Which was E's pick! Man, I don't remember what winning tastes like. It's been so long. Well, get a piece of gum and start chewing, because you ain't gonna win this time. 
So what's your question? Well, I feel that when watching Jesus Christ Superstar the Musical, there are two people that you feel for, Judas and Jesus, because they both had things, you know, like the plot revolves around what happened to them. So Judas had to betray Jesus so Jesus could go die for our sins. Yeah, that doesn't sound good for either of them, so really. So that's that's a that's a that's a rough day in the office. So did Judas not to die? Mention, did not Judas to mention, die for our sins too? Then is that what? Oh, did he? Kind of. He kind of did. It's like the sliding door, chicken egg theory, a sliding mm -hmm. chicken egg door. But I mean, both of those men kind of got screwed in the end by the big G man. By upstairs. the big G man. So I want to know. Uh, who got the raw end of the deal? Who got screwed just a little more? Ooh. And yes, we're talking about screwing religious figures. Oh my God. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Let me try to cool down the fist a bit. Oh God. <laughs> so I think I want to know who had the worst end of this deal. Got screwed over by the big man upstairs. And I think Judas got screwed. Okay. More. So. That means Jesus was screwed. Well, actually nailed. <laughs> No, Judas was just hung. Jesus was nailed. <laughs> what are we talking about again? <laughs> okay, who got the raw end of the deal, Judas or Jesus? I say Judas did. I don't know why, but I feel like this is a good time to point out once again, this is all based on the movie. Please don't crucify us. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> oh no. Oh, there no. I go again. Okay, you're probably not listening anymore, folks. So E has Judas and I, Kay, will have Jesus on my side. So Jesus, take the wheel. But E, who gets to say their stance first? You. Me? Mm-hmm. Okay. 30 seconds on the clock. Tell me why Jesus got screwed and go. So Jesus, from the very beginning of this musical, you can tell something's like bringing him down. And it's because he knows exactly how this is going to play out. He knows how this is going to end. So he's just kind of going through like the the songs and going through the ways to eventually lead to his own death and he knows this so he is just kind of an instrument of god to play out uh his will in the musical and then ah. did you actually say anything yeah that's a good stuff okay my turn yeah 30 seconds judas got screwed because god willed that judas would betray jesus that was like the domino that broke the camel's back with the straws so at, judas didn't know and he even said you knew all along god and jesus i was just a pawn in this horrible scheme and my actions caused another man's brutal death that is terrible to know that your actions caused that and he had regret Right. I haven't had 11 seconds. Oh, look at that. So now we get 15 seconds to reboot. And I will go first. So it, Judas did have like a bad hand, but when it came down to it, Jesus was the one who was getting played the whole time. And Judas had several times when he could have just walked away from this. And Jesus specifically nope. told nope. him. Nope. Oh. Um, oh, sorry. Mine's already started. But Judas was the one who was played. Jesus knew what he was going, what was happening, what was going on, and what Judas needed to do. So in a way, I think Jesus would have always had it so that Judas would have betrayed him. He always would have pushed him that way. God pushed him. I feel so wrong. I know. This is, this is intense. Okay, two minutes on the clock. I feel like this fight has happened before, but just in different circumstances. But anyway. All right. Two minutes. 
Let's get it on. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, Judas got screwed. Because, like, in the end, Jesus, like, they always would have worked it some way. Like, there was no escaping. Judas was a rat. He was a rat. He right. Was trapped so, like a rat. So if Judas didn't Jesus have to do cheese. what he did. Jesus was and the cheese. what was going to happen was going to happen, then Judas could have just not been involved in it and washed his hands and walked away. But nobody else was willing to betray Jesus. But nobody had to betray Jesus is yes, basically what did. you're saying. They, and Jesus didn't have social media. They didn't know who he looked like. Well, they needed a kiss. No, they knew who he looked they like. Needed a kiss. The Pharisees were literally standing over him looking at him. So they would have figured out some way to get him. Yeah. But they needed somebody on the inside to tell them where Jesus was going to be when he was away from crowds so that they could do what they needed to do. Sure. And maybe they could have gotten any of the other apostles to get the, on in that because they, they seem like fair weathered friends. They were working Judas for a long time. This was in the work for a long time because Judas didn't just like overnight decide that he was annoyed with everything. But he doesn't need their blood money. Yeah, because he felt guilty. See, that's the wrong to Jesus, the deal. Jesus had doubt, but then he accepted his fate. Judas didn't. Because Judas he realized guilt there, and he couldn't accept what he had done. There was so much more riding on what he had to do, so he just kind of went for it. And so this whole musical is a musical about his feeling of, oh, well, guess that I have no control over this situation because the big G man. But he had acceptance. He got to go through the five stages of grief. He came to acceptance, and he knew deep down what the overarching well, plan Judas was. Well, Judas went through Judas the five steps, too. Knew. Anger, running, anger, <laughs> some Falling. But Judas did not have the opportunity for acceptance. He had played with so much guilt because he knew that Jesus was innocent, and he I betrayed him. I still think him. he could have just walked no, away He couldn't walk. He was told he had to keep running. He could have ran away. Okay. So before you all decide who is right, let us go ahead and try to sway you one way or another. E, who is going to get 10 seconds to say their final statement? I want it. Okay, you go ahead. Okay. Jesus Christ the Musical uh, 2, which is the Bible. Jesus got to go to heaven. Judas? Don't know. He also committed uh, suicides, which is another sin, so he's in hell. <laughs> Raw end of the deal. Well... Well, he did end up in Satan's mouth. So exactly. Jesus got to like rise from the dead all cleaned up and went to heaven. Hey, where's Judas? He might where's not have been Jesus? all cleaned up. He might have been zombified. We don't know. We oh, weren't there. Oh, my God. Five seconds. And then I hope lightning strikes the tallest point, which is you ready and go. It's got to be Jesus because once he was inspired, now he's sad okay. and tired. After all, I've tried for three years. Seems like 30. Seems like That's over 30. five seconds, and I really associate with that. My lyric. beautiful singing will sway the listeners one way or another. So, vote for me then. To vote for me for my beautiful chords. No. You can go to Instagram or Facebook to vote at What Should We Watch Podcast, or you can go to Twitter and vote on our poll there at WSW Watch Podcast. So go ahead and place your votes, and you, you will hear who won and see if the person you sided with will be the winner in our next episode. So go vote to see who is right. I'm always right. And who is dead. Both of them are. Oh, <laughs> that's rude. E, are we going to just act like we are recording this right after we watched the movie? Because that was like two months ago. Um, No, we can be transparent 
and truthful and what movie did we watch jesus christ superstar <laughs> jesus christ superstar um no let's just let's just go okay okay well let's go over some of the responses from the people so these are questions that we posted on social media regarding jesus christ superstar 84 years ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so our first question was how would you rate jesus christ superstar on instagram Vital5907 said, I have to be honest, I love the film with the original cast best. I love Carl Anderson as Judas and was sad to hear he passed away. Aw, I did see the play at the Lyric in Baltimore. Where's Baltimore? Maryland? Maryland. Yes. Good morning, said, Baltimore. Wrong musical. Okay. It said MD and I was like, medical doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore medical doctor. And it was awesome too. Gethsemane Ted sang brought tears to my eyes and chills down my back. I heard the pain in heart, his heart and soul. Who's heart and soul? Ted's. Okay. Ted Neely. <laughs> gotcha. Who is Ted Neely again? He was the one who was Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> I, he's Jesus Christ. I wasn't <laughs> John H. Attle said, and of course, Yvonne Elliman, the only woman who should be allowed to play Mary. And then he went on to say, a difficult film, at times spectacular, at times ludicrous. Weird camera movements and close-ups, but in general, a good film, probably the second best production of the musical, after the superlative TV version with John Legend. Mm. Although his Jesus is a bit too laid back, the ultimate, why should I die, comes from the film. So John Legend was chill Jesus. Tom was... No chill Jesus. No chill Jesus. (laughs) Claudia 71A said the best film and the best singers on Twitter. Our poll went as such. Mm-hmm. 52% said they never seen it. Mm. 24% said either they love it and another 24% said it's okay. No one said they hated it. Can you really say you hate Jesus? <laughs> you could. You could. You're going to burn. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a heavy question. Our next question is, what is your favorite song from Jesus Christ Superstar? On Instagram, we had Alex572163 said, get Semini. Sandy Grebel said, could we start again, please? How do you feel about that, Kay? (laughs) Don't judge people's opinions when you ask for them. Right. I'm sorry. What was your favorite song? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I will give you a cookie if you can name any song from the musical. Jesus Christ Superstar? Okay. Jesus I couldn't say what my favorite song is. I, I really love Gethsemane. But... I don't feel like I have a favorite because I, I don't particularly enjoy this musical, even though I've seen stage and TV and the movie mm-hmm. version of it. But the earworm is when Judas comes back and hits like the 70s glam rock. Superstar. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the earworm for me. I'd have to say Heaven on Their Minds is probably my all-time favorite of this musical, mm. specifically. Oh, Second Earworm is Mary Magdalene's song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I never really dug that I song a ton. I don't know how to love you. The next question we asked was, what was your first experience with Jesus Christ Superstar? Oh, what was yours, Kay? Mine? It was the album. Yes, it was the album. album. And then the movie. I've actually never seen it live. What I was your it, first experience? I saw it live. That was your first? Yeah, saw it live. Well, on Instagram, 1957 Barbie doll said the movie. I watched it a few times 
a year. I've been to the musical three times now. Wow. I think she likes it. Joel in 87 said, I remember seeing the movie on PBS when I was a kid. Living with Ease said the summer the album was released, played it all the way through multiple times a day, danced and sang that summer away. Gio Ponte fan said C, which was, I have to refresh myself. Oh, it was the movie, the 1971 movie. And then Maggie Morrison McGill said, sadly, it was the live broadcast. I only watched it for Alice Cooper. <gasps> Me too. Oh my God. Actually, I only watched Alice Cooper's part. <laughs> and I thought, oh, did you enjoy it? Well, what I thought was that's so nice that the cast and crew of Jesus Christ Superstar happened to stumble into an Alice Cooper concert for four minutes because that's what it was. Really? It was, he just showed up and did his shtick and then left. I don't remember if I watched it or not, did I? Yes, because you didn't like the way he portrayed Hera because you said he wasn't flamboyant. And I said, no, he was probably sharing a dressing room. And they're like, hey, while Nita is having her guitar solo, can you come over and do a song? And he's like, might as well just stay in costume and come on over. <laughs> come on over. Right. Also on Twitter, Eric Sun Yunyard. <laughs> Eric Sun Runyard. Sorry about your name there. Really tore that one up. Truthfully, it was the live broadcast, but I asked a friend that she thought it, of it, and she said, Ted Neely and Yvonne Elman are so much better. I was curious, so I watched a few YouTube clips. I was hooked. I bought the DVD and arranged to meet Ted at a sing-along. <laughs> sing what? Ted was a picture of warmth, kindness, and grace. I'm a Ted head for life now. John Lunja did a fine job. And there were some exciting moments from other cast members, but nothing moves me or makes me cry like this movie. Wow, that's pretty cool. I hear that he is a really nice guy. A Ted Head. Yeah, a Ted oh, Head. Boy. I've never heard that phrase I've never before. Heard but... about Ted and Head. I mean, I've heard of Ted and. Never mind. Carme Photo said movie, and Math Teacher Movie said movie. On Twitter, the poll was. 59% said the movie, 1970s movie, and then 29% said the musical, and 12% said the album. Nobody's first experience on Twitter was the live broadcast. Hugo's Post podcast said, never experienced it because Jesus was in the title. Oh. oh. <laughs> Throwing that Jesus shade. Ouch. We're not going to go there. So you did not go to Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he did. Oh, and that's why. Mm -hmm. okay. And Sister Margaret smacked him a few times. Right? <laughs> Somebody had to say it. All right, last question, E. Okay. What almost happened to Ted Neely during the crucifixion scene in Jesus Christ Superstar? So he asked everybody this, and I gave him four options. Mm -hmm. Said A, got struck by lightning. Mm -hmm. B, got left up there. <laughs> C, fell off the cross. Or D, got nailed to the cross. What and? almost happened. Do you remember which one was the right answer? I really like the idea of him just being left up there and everybody's like, hey, where's Ted? And he's like, guys. Um, but he almost got nailed to the cross, right? Correct. He almost got nailed to the cross. We had a few folks. Tomoko Koto Mokito said A. Claudia 71A said D. Uh, the correct answer was, in fact, D. Which, get this E, on Twitter... 64% said struck by lightning. That happened in the Passions of the Christ. The gentleman who played Jesus got struck by lightning. I want to say once or he got struck and then um, a crew member got struck. So there was like two lightning strikes that took place. In Mel Gibson's mm -hmm. Passion? Wow, someone's not a Mel Gibson fan. Right? <laughs> Stuck with your sugar tits bull. <laughs> God is a woman. <laughs> 
29% said fell off the cross and 7% said got left up there. No one said almost got nailed to the cross. Well, yeah, because you'd think one wouldn't nail a human being to a cross in real life while making a movie. Well, that almost happened to poor Ted Neely. Oh, Ted. Poor guy. Well, we want to thank you all for responding with your answers on our posts. And we can't wait to hear more from you in the future. So hopefully will not be as long as the past. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure to join us on Twitter at WSW Watch Podcast and on Instagram and Facebook at What Shall We Watch Podcast. So now that we are coming to the close of our episode, we only have one thing left to do, and that is to tell you our reviews on the film. So, E, do you want to go ahead and start? What do you think about Jesus Christ Superstar? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, I... Um, Very descriptive. I just, I don't like, it's not my favorite. It's another one of those where I feel like everybody loves this musical, but... I don't really love this musical. But it's about Jesus, so I would give it, um, well, for all those Catholics out there, I would give it the church that has pretty things to look at, but the hard wooden kneelers. Like, mm. you could find enjoyment in it, but then you're reminded that it's uncomfortable. <laughs> you're like, it's like the old wooden pews and like the kneeler comes down with a loud thud and everybody looks at you and, and they're hard on your knees. There's no padding. But then if you like look around, there's like pretty stained glass and statues and that's on the ceiling. Wow. So I feel like that's like the musical, like, oh, pretty song. And that's a fun dance number. But it is like reading the Bible. Yeah. If it's a sing along. So it's not it's not my favorite. If we have to pick again to watch something or this, I would pick something. Okay. And for me. I would say that this movie, when I first watched it, I was originally into Jesus Christ Superstar. And when I watched this movie for the first time, I was like, this is weird. This is super dated. But now watching it again, I actually liked it better this time around because it, it, uh, yeah, it kind of brings me to the era in which this musical was made. And this is a musical that I don't like I haven't seen it, the stage production of it, but I do think that I would love to see it in that 70s light. And this movie is a good representation of that because I don't know if you got that from all the costuming and dancing around, but this was a movie made in the 70s. No. Right? Wow. So I feel like this movie is enjoyable but it does it's definitely has its problems the music of jesus christ superstar is so amazing and i feel like the performers in this movie did a great job singing it even their performance of these roles but as a movie there was a lot of artistic things done in this movie that made it a little bit confusing and out there questionable but still i i enjoyed it i very much enjoyed it so i better stop before i make something beautiful and now it's sour yes it's all I'm going to step on your nuts. (laughs) Please don't. Well, stop singing for the love of God. Well, we've come to the end, so there's no more singing. We want to thank you all again for joining us. And please join us on Instagram and Facebook at What Should We Watch Podcast. Mm -hmm. And go to Twitter to join us in the fun at WSW Podcast. And do make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which is also known as Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you listen to your podcasts. 
All right, everybody. So until we talk to you, see you, listen to you, nope, just talk to you next time. We love you all. Bye! Do you think anybody's going to get offended by this episode? Yes. Could we start again, please? No.